Hello, and welcome to Living Proof, the teaching ministry of Joseph Castillo. We encourage you to listen to today's message over and over again, so that the Word of God will be in your spirit. Be a blessing, share it with your friends, and we pray that you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We also invite you to visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. Praise the Lord. I'm Bishop Joseph Castillo. Welcome to Living Proof. And I'm here with Pastor Tony Ibarra, one of my great mentors and brothers in Christ. And we are in his home country where his ministry is based in Germany, in the city of Marburg, Germany. Marburg, Germany. I want to welcome you all to Marburg, Germany, one of the most important cities for the Reformation in the church. So the Reformation is where the church, and in particular the, the pioneer of it, Martin Luther, uh, noticed all of these things that were happening in the religious institution, yes. which at that time was the Roman Catholic, Catholic church. church. That's right. And he uh, revolted from some of the things that he saw that were going wrong. And then this started a Protestantism where evangelicalism came from and Pentecostalism and so forth. Uh, we all came birthed out yeah, of that Catholic that's church. That's right. With the five pillars, sola scriptura, which means all by scriptures alone. Sola gratia, which means all by the grace of God. Sola fide, all by faith alone. Solo Cristo, which is through Christ alone. And the cap of all of this is soli Deo Gloria, which means all to the glory of God. Amen. And these were five pillars that Dr. Martin Luther, Martin Luther formed. formed. Yeah. yeah. And so from what I understand in history, and maybe some of you watching know, he wrote uh, a 95 thesis. thesis. But the, the 95 thesis were basically against the practice of indulgence where you have to pay for your forgiveness. And of course it's connected because you cannot buy forgiveness. It's mm -hmm. all through the cross of Jesus so Christ. So at that time, the church was saying... Give us a donation, yeah. and you'll be forgiven, yes. or your family members will be forgiven. Yes. Uh, that particular document that he wrote and nailed to the, the door Castle of the church, church. Yeah. that was in another city, correct? It's in Wittenberg, yeah. Okay, but this city is where he was forming his thought. No, this city was where he studied, and he was already deep into the Reformation, but he studied church music here. And in this particular castle, he debated with the other reformer, Hudris Swingley, about uh, the elements of the Lord's Supper, the bread and the cup. Does it actually turn into the body or flesh and blood of Jesus? That's where they debated, right wow. here. And some people yes. are still debating that now, uh, <laughs> hundreds of years later. Yeah. Well, what was Martin Luther's stance on that? His stance, the Roman Catholic stance, is what you call transubstantiation, which means... So it's a big word, transubstantiation. Which means the bread 
and the cup actually turn into the flesh and blood of Jesus, which our Roman Catholic brothers and sisters still believe and practice. Martin Luther, on the other hand, said it is consubstantiation. He didn't want to have anything to do with, with what the Catholics believe. And he said that because Jesus is omnipresent, therefore he is also there in the communion, but because of his omnipresence. And then, of course, the other view, Hulrich Swingley, his view was, um, the reformer view was memorialism, meaning mm -hmm. Christ is present in the symbols. Yeah, well, I think the symbolic taking of the communion is what seems to, from my experience, yes. I mean, I'm younger and so on, but from my experience, it seems like most Christians, Protestants that I know of, they believe that the wafer... And the, and, the, and the juice or wine, whatever you use, that is just symbolic, just yes, symbolic. Yeah. That seems to be common, at least where I come from in, yeah. in, in the West. Among the charismatics and among the evangelicals. Yeah. But for Martin Luther, it was almost kind of a, a hybrid of Catholicism yes, yes. and, and uh, evangelicalism, evangelicalism where he believed that, yes, actually Christ is in it. Yeah, yeah. He's in the bread. Yeah. He's in the, in the blood yes, or in the wine. Yes. But more, not like the Catholic way is, that, that, that actually became a flesh, yeah. It mystically is becoming flesh, yeah. Which I've tried, I've tried to actually take that opinion uh -huh. because I've read some of the, the, the some of the Christian mystics throughout history, and some of them have really believed that the the wafer turns to flesh, and that the the the, 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 the juice yeah. or wine turns to his blood. So I've tried to take that approach, but no matter how much I've tried, <laughs> the cracker is still crispy. <laughs> <laughs> and the juice is still sweet. Yeah. So if in reality it was literally changed, then you would think that it, that it would become fleshy and chewy. And the, and the, the and taste the, would be different, and the, right? Yeah, and the taste of the, the wine would be like blood. Yeah. But that never has happened. <laughs> yeah. No matter how much I've tried to apply my faith, yeah. that's never happened. Yeah. So God, obviously, just practically speaking, if he's in it, it must be through a spiritual... Which is real, yeah. but a spiritual way, yes. not uh, actually turning like flesh. Yes, like it brings such a faith because you know in in First Corinthians we read that if you discern the Lord's body properly, you may be strong, you may walk in health, and you may have long life. Because that's the opposite. If you do not discern the Lord's body, what will happen? Some of you are weak, sick, and many. Sleep. So you're saying discerning the Lord's body is not just uh, recognizing that it's your not just liturgy. Christian brother is yeah. also the body of Christ. Because yes. this is what's kind yes. of popular taught in Christianity, yes. Protestantism, Evangelicalism, that discerning the Lord's body means uh, I don't recognize you're my Christian brother. Yes. And if I take communion, but we're fighting, I could be killed by God. Yes. That's what they think. Yes. You're saying that is not the actual proper meaning of yes. it. Yes. I'm saying that in these symbols, because that was the problem of the Corinthian church, they did not wait for anybody. They took it like a meal mm -hmm. instead of having the, the thought that we are here in communion with God. The presence of God is here. Mm. And when we have that, and this is a rehearsal of our covenant with God, that we are related with Him. He loves us. He's our Father. He has accepted us. Mm. He's forgiven us. 
And that's why when we begin to take the elements in this way, indeed the presence of Jesus is there. Wow. So if I... And the presence of Jesus brings healing, brings strength, brings life. Well, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. If I take the communion, the bread and the wine, and I take it as this is his body. Yeah. Well, his body was broken yes. for my healing. He was so if striped. I, so if I take it as his body that was broken for me, I'm actually taking in uh, the healing power of God. Yes. That you are internalizing the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Well, in I, my life. I've heard a lot of people, especially in my churches, international like yours, mm-hmm. and we have some uh, Africans in our church. Some of the Africans, they will not take communion unless they have uh, fasted for two or three days, <laughs> yeah. uh, really repented, yeah. not done any sins, and they will not take communion unless they're holy enough to <laughs> take the communion. Uh, but then what would be the need of the blood of Jesus? Yeah. If you could become holy enough. Yeah. Again, in the Reformation, it has really taken away according to your abilities and your strength. That's why it's all to the glory of God. You are saved by faith through grace in Christ alone. Hmm. And it's all for the glory of God. And that's why I don't see why many Christians you know, beat themselves up and try to go through a process of condemnation, you know, feeling worthless. And they might not do it like the Catholics, yeah. physically yeah. scourging, yeah. but they do it, do it mentally. Mentally, yeah. emotionally, yeah. and it, it's, it's, they torment themselves that way. But we have been set free by the blood of Jesus. We have been healed by the stripes of Jesus, Amen. isn't it? Amen. And it's all by faith. That's right. You cannot earn that. You cannot work for that. God gave that as a gift. So what drove Martin Luther being a Catholic? Was he like a, a priest? Or he was a, a monk. monk? He, was, so a he monk. was a Catholic monk, devout. Yes, and he word. was kneeling from the door of the church all the way to the altar, trying to get his sins lessened. And he was fighting the devil all the time. Because he didn't, at that point, he didn't know or understand or believe yes. that... Christ had finished yes, the, that, the works. that word when Jesus says, it is finished. He did not say, it is to be continued. <laughs> by you. It's going to be continued by, by you. I started the Via de la Rosa and you're going to finish it. <laughs> but he, that's what he was doing. Crawling, trying to finish yes. the Via de la Rosa. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then when he went to Rome, then he realized, the stupidity, why do you have to pay for your forgiveness when Christ has done it all? And so started the Reformation. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to really split the church. He just wanted to reform oh, it. Oh, so you mean he was not a rebel just trying to be divisive? No. He, he just he says, you know, we got to set the people free. You know, Because from a lot of people nowadays in the, in the, in the Christian church... The Protestant Evangelical Church, they, they say like, well, I'm like Martin Luther. I'm going to divide the church and God wants me to split the church. But that was never his no, heart. No, that was never his heart. He, he was not trying to divide the church. He was trying to reform the church. That's why they were called reformers. Mm. So that's a big Thus difference. Reformer. Yes, okay. his spirit was not a rebel spirit. His spirit was a reformer's spirit. He wanted to see that the church goes back into this original 
Christocentric, word-centered, God-centered, and the glory of God centered. Yeah, because it's all by grace. Yes. Which is one of the five solas. Yes, one of the five solas pillars. Gratis. Sola gratia. Gratis is a Latin word. For gratia. Is grace. it Latin or Italian? Gratia. Gratia, yeah. That sounds Italian. Is that, was that an Italian I word? think Latin. Yeah. Okay, so then that means gratia means grace, grace in English. Yeah. Sola is only by. Yeah, yeah. So it's all only, by grace. Exclusively. Yeah. Sola fide is it's all by faith. Solo Cristo, it's all by Christ. Because yes, Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. For there's only one name given under heaven by which mankind can be saved. Amen. And then, it's all to the glory of God. For to Him, and from Him, and through Him. Amen. To Him be the glory forever and ever. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. And you know, when we don't understand the glory of God, that it's all for His glory, it's like, you know, the glory of God explains a lot of things in theology, such as, you know, you know that scripture where it says, Jacob I love and Esau I hated. Yeah. I mean, you would say, is God being unfair? Yeah, is why God would he, be, Why yeah. would he say that? Yeah. But in God's knowledge, He knows exactly what, Jacob's going to do. He knows exactly what Esau's going to do. Esau was going to sell his birthright mm. because he did not care for the glory of God. So he loved Jacob's disposition. Yes. because he hated Esau's disposition because he knew attitude. Esau's attitude was to re reject no, what he, God has given yeah, him, he the made, birthright. Yeah, he made the things of God common. Jacob, on the other hand, he strived, he longed, he was going to get the blessings of God no matter what. Wow. He cherished it. He That's loved powerful. the glory of God. That's powerful. That just, just makes me think of so many churches where they take the presence of God for lightly. Yes. They take it for granted. And you get up in a church and you give a testimony like, oh, I was over here and three people got led to the Lord. And they don't even clap. Yeah. They don't even shout. They take it just. They like don't a even get thing. excited. It's yeah. like, hey, every sinner that repents. What does the Bible say? Yeah. All the angels in heaven are partying, That's celebrating right. over one person that repents. Yeah. And then if you tell a testimony, such as thus and so, we saw a person they got healed. Yeah. Like I talked about the girl with brain cancer. We had a girl with brain cancer healed, and people hear testimony about a girl with a brain cancer getting healed. And you're lucky to get a little patty cake. Yes. You're lucky. Yeah. I, I believe when somebody gets saved, like even I don't feel like it, I stand up and say, Amen, hallelujah. Yeah. You know? look, look at the if church. If somebody gets healed, I say, Praise God. I mean, look at the church in heaven today. Yeah. In the book of Revelation, they are just awed and, and breathing. Say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, for thou hast created all things. And by your pleasure, they were all created. It's all for the glory. So let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Have you ever got on your knees or laid down prostrate to worship God when you didn't feel the awesome holiness of His presence, but you just did it out of reverence and yes, honor? Yes, yeah, I did. I, I have done that. And, and I think this is the mistake people make. They wait for a presence or they wait for an emotional moving yeah. before they give God praise or they give God honor and I never do that well that's why sometimes it becomes again self-centered and self-absorbing mm -hmm. when I don't feel 
I don't worship. What did David say? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. David was commanding his soul. That's right. You might not feel like it. Yeah. You might be tired. <laughs> you might be frustrated. Come on, wake up. It's praise time. Yeah. Bless him. Bless him. Yeah. Because he always deserves it. Absolutely. That's why the angels of Christ say, Worthy mm-hmm. are you, Lord. The glory is about the worth of God. How we value Hallelujah. Him. And in a practical way, do you glorify God? It says in the Bible, whether we eat or drink, do all to the glory of God. God. Amen. And that's why it's a primary pillar of the Reformation, wow. a primary pillar in the Christian life. So Martin Luther was here. He was trying to reform and it, it went sour. And how did he end up in this particular castle? So I, I just found out this castle was owned by a count. I sure like to be that guy, a count of Germany <laughs> with this big, beautiful castle. But how did he end up being welcomed by the count into this castle? Well, he was welcomed because he was already a reformer during that time. Maybe um, the the better castle that he was really welcomed was the Bartburg Castle, which is in Turingen, in the state of Thuringia, where he translated the New Testament in 10 weeks from Latin and Greek to German. In Ten weeks, he translated the entire New Testament, Testament yeah. from Latin and Greek. I mean, you know, you have to respect these monks. Yes. I mean, truly, they're I mean, scholars. He you know? is a brilliant man. And he translated it in ten, because nowadays it takes years. Yeah, for, at least five years. For, you know? And not for a person, but for actually an organization. Yeah. A committee. A committee yeah. to do it. He did it in ten weeks. And it's an accurate translation. Into German. Yes. And that translation still holds water today. Because he believes the scripture must go to the common people. Sola Scriptura. Mm. And that's why when he was tried in the diet of worms, they call that. The diet of worms. Worms, Yes. That's in another part of Germany, in Rhineland-Pfalz. What is that? He was being asked to recant. Oh, trial. Trial, yeah. The trial of worms. Yes. Like little worms. No, diet of worms. It's, it's a place. It's a city. It's worms. A, oh, it's a city. Yeah. Okay. And all the royals were there and the, the, the popes were there. The, the cardinals were there. Rather. And he was standing trial. Yes. Because he says, you better recant what you have been teaching. And he said, unless you could prove me wrong by scripture. <laughs> he said... I will wow. not recant, he said. Wow. I, here I stand, he said. And, On the and, word of God. Yeah, and, and if you're going to be a man of conviction, a woman of conviction, you should be a convinced person of the validity, the authority, and the veracity of God's word. If the it's Bible. in the word, you could stand on it yes. and stare your accusers in the face. Stare death in the face. I will not recant. Because the word says it. Yes. And you can say, I will not recant. I will stand by the word. Because God said it. I believe it. And that settles it for Powerful. me. Powerful. Hallelujah. Wow. So, he translated into the German language in yeah. 10 weeks. And does that translation still hold water today? Today, it's still a readed translation in Germany. And how did that... Tra- like? How did that translation get into the hands of people? What happened during that time that the Word of God was able to transfer into the hands of common people? Well, if we have time tomorrow, we will go to the Gutenberg Museum. In the same time that the Reformation was taking place, 
the printing press, the letter press, was invented by John Gutenberg. In Germany. In Germany. Wow. The so, first printing so press. So the same time God was dealing in this monk's heart to restore truth back to the lost yes. church. He was also preparing was the printing press. God was also preparing an inventor yes. to create a, a tool like a social to, media to send this word out like, yes. yeah, like Facebook yeah, or Twitter. To make it viral. Wow. So now it's in the hands of the people wow. that can read. They could read what was the 95 Thesis all about. What wow. was the pillar of the Reformation. This was a movement of Almighty God the timing. that began in the heart of a man. Yes. Wow. So that's why we should keep vision. The vision of the kingdom of God. Amen. So I added to the to the five solas two more solas. Okay, these are these are Pastor Tony Ibarra's seven solas. Okay. So what are the so other the, two? the five ones? The sola scriptura, let, solo Christo, so, let, solo Let's say it in English. Scripture only. Scripture alone. By faith alone. By faith alone. By grace alone. By grace alone. By Christ alone. And all to the glory of God are the five ones. Okay. The, the sixth and the seventh one is all for the kingdom of God. All for the kingdom of God. Solo. Amen. Basileia. Sola Basileia. Sola Pas- oh, you even have it in Latin. Yeah, yeah it's Basileia. It's the, the word for the kingdom. Amen. And then the other one is solo, Espirito Santo. It's all by the power and person of the Holy Spirit. Not by might. Not by power. Not by power. But by my spirit, says the Lord yeah. Well, it could be the, the seven, the two. That's right. The two pillars. Hallelujah. Yes. Wow. That is very powerful. Yes. And this particular castle was owned by a count who was and in also, the reformer. And also a princess, uh, Prince Elizabeth, Princess Elizabeth, who was a woman of good work. She died only at the age of 20, 22. Wow. But she helped the poor. She did the works of Christ because she believed that Jesus' works is to glorify God by helping others. One of the powerful impressions that I had just walking up this path here, yeah. this uh, cobblestone path to the top of this castle, was that Martin Luther had some investment money. Yes. He really had some supporters. <laughs> yes. I mean, that they would open up their castle for him to debate in the castle. He really had some supporters. And you mentioned to me that he also had some other very powerful, influential supporters. Yes. And uh, you said that was a well, count the, or something? the royals were divided because some of them were Catholics. They were dictated and influenced by Rome. But since Martin Luther stood up, they, the German nobility sided with him. And they that's were inspired. Why, yeah, they were inspired by what he was doing. And you can see the Reformation spread all the way to Finland, to Norway, to Sweden. That's, wow. until today, that's still Lutheran. Wow. And area. you said something, we were having dinner last night. And I think it was your wife said yes. to me, Germans love truth. Yes. And I thought that was Honesty. that was so, so powerful. We were just talking about like, like if you're driving your car, <laughs> right, and you bump a pole... The Germans will go to the police station and say, excuse me, I come here to let you know I bumped the pole. Yes. Because they just love truth and they love honesty. Yes. And, and Integrity. That just, to me, that just accented the entire Reformation. Well, that's uh, the influence of the Reformation. Because when they lived for the glory of God, that's what happened. That's why a German takes, uh, he has a healthy sense of pride about his work, work ethics because he's not doing it for himself he's doing it for the glory solace 
Solid Deo Gloria. Solid Deo Gloria. Doing all for the glory of God. Amen. Wow, that is powerful. There's much to be learned by the discarded values of the past, which is something Dr. Sumrall used to always say. Yes. And we're here at the castle talking about redigging the wells of Reformation that Martin Luther restored truth back to the church. And I'm inspired just being here with you, Pastor Tony. Yes, thank you very much for coming uh, here to Germany. God, you, bless God bless you, sir. Thank you. God thank bless you. you, too. God bless. We had to stop the recording at that point, but you might be listening right now and you say, Pastor Joey, I wanted to pray that prayer. If I was there, I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now, as a matter of fact. I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life, and I'd like to know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and surrender my life to Him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things and to turn to God's way. We've done things our own way, like they used to say in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous. When I did the 12 steps, they said, your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation. And now it's time to trust a higher power. Well, there is no higher power than the God of all the earth. His name is Jehovah. And he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And through him, you can turn from your way of doing things to his way. And his way is the right way because he made you and he made you for a purpose and he knows exactly what you need to pull out your potential to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart to him right now, together with me, God can begin a new work in your life. So just pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're driving your car, whether you're at home. Uh, wherever you are, just, just pray with me and repeat after me. Say, Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. I believe that your son died for my sins. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer. I'd like you to contact me. And we can send you some more resources and materials that could help you start this new life. Because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com. And we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path. Maybe help you find some local churches there online or something. Or maybe we know some pastors there that could follow up with you and help teach you the word of God. Thank you for listening and feel free to download the other podcasts and just feed on the word of God.